broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about unique issues that working women face. I am your host, Deanna johnson Coffin. Before I introduce the topic for today's podcast, I want to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can pretty much meet any advertising budget. So if you're interested in getting more information, uh, click on the link for sponsorship that's on my page on the Working Woman Radio Show uh, podcast page. Download the information and give us a call. I will be happy to help you. With that bit of business out of the way, I would love to introduce you to my guest for today's show. I am thrilled to have Angelia McCall back in the studio with me. Angelia was actually a guest um, on the show several weeks ago uh, on an episode called The Business of Hair. Um, But before I go any further, I want to go ahead and take a few minutes to reintroduce her uh, to anyone who may not have heard that episode. Ms. McCall has been a licensed stylist uh, for the past 10 years. She currently works in the metro Atlanta area. Whether she's working in salons on the south side of town or on fashion photo shoots in the suburbs of Alpharetta or learning how to um, do new beauty products or work with new beauty products that have been made. Angie has definitely dabbled in almost everything the beauty industry has to offer and she's excited about the future opportunities to come. So welcome to the show Angie. It is a pleasure to have you back here. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to be back here. <laughs> well, it's great. We had a great conversation before. Like I said, um, I had a lot of people tune into that episode. I think hair is just one of those things that we all of us uh, as women uh, have to deal with every day of our lives. Um, and so I think it's one of those almost universal topics. So it was a it was a very popular show. And so I'm glad that I get to have you back. Um I want, you know, our first episode, we talked a lot about the actual business of it, you know, the behind the scenes things uh, that go on in a salon, you know, customer care, um, and even product care a little bit. Um, But today I want to take it, I want to take a different angle. Um, Actually, I got the idea from you. I saw you post something a few days ago about um, the young woman, Tessica Brown. She's that Louisiana woman who's been dubbed the Gorilla Glue Girl after she made the unfortunate mistake of spraying her hair in place with the Gorilla gorilla Glue adhesive. Uh, So I want to talk about that. Now, a lot of people made fun of this woman um, for putting Gorilla Glue in her hair. However, this is not an isolated incident. I was talking to other friends and even my daughters about this. uh, And we, you know, one of the things that we determined is that this particular, um, it's just, this incident is not isolated. It's just an extreme form of something that happens um, to women of color probably every day in, in one form or another. So I guess the first question I want to ask you is, can you explain to us a little bit more about the glue uh, and why Gorilla Glue was not a good substitute uh, for this woman and for anybody's hair? Can you talk a little bit about, just get behind the chemical a bit? So, 
I don't have a strong chemical uh, mm-hmm. understanding of Gorilla Glue specifically. Right. right. But um, the adhesive is just that, an adhesive versus like a paste yes. or something to hold softer fabrics in place. Fabrics being like mm-hmm. hair. Right. Hair can be categorized in different fabrics depending on their feel like wow you can have someone with a silkier fabric yeah or with coarse hair it can feel more like jean fabric yeah. or denim or wow. something like so the gorilla glue it, it was never made for yeah. hair or skin never. yeah um per the manufacturer right. so but it yeah. seems like one of the chemical makeups of it like poly yeah. something 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 yeah um tends to harden every time that water oh. is placed on it. So every time she tries shampooing it out, oh. it just got more and more firm. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. So the water interacted with it in a negative way. In this Wow, wow, wow. But that but but you but women use now I've never done this, but women you do use glue or a type of glue on their hair to, for weaves and that kind of thing. Is that not true? That is accurate, but those are very, very specific uh, things. So okay. there's two different kinds of like hair glues, okay. quote unquote. Okay. The first one would be the one that people are more uh familiar with would be like uh, adhesives for laying like uh, yeah. tracks or extensions. Yeah, exactly. And then there is actual like styling glue. Okay. Like the Gotta Bees or some sort of spiking gel oh, of okay. that nature. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. So those are considered glues too. Uh, they're advertised as glues. Yes. But yeah. in essence, one is, so one is a real glue. Yes. It's for like gluing hair into the head. That's right. And the other one is just like a super hardcore like styling gel. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Okay, so that's a it's so similar but sl- but slightly different. Okay, but of course, um, uh, so w- women use that, but she didn't have that for whatever reason, uh, and mm-hmm. so she tried to do some sort of a substitute, which of course uh, did not work at all. Now, um, so I wanted to get behind that a little bit, and so I'm glad you kind of fleshed that out with me. Um, now, most black women have probably experienced some sort of hair damage in an attempt to make the hair look neater and straight. I listened to the interview. She's I mean she's had several. She's been invited to different shows and she just said I was just trying to make sure my hair was laid. You know, um, you know, that's what I do. I love hair and I like love making sure that it, you know, I don't go nowhere without it looking good. I, I listened to one of her. She was invited on the reel or one of the shows. Um and so would you say, would you agree with the statement I just made that that's a big deal, you know, making sure um, that our hair, women of color in particular, black women specifically, it, you know, it's straight, it's neat, it's in place. I mean, what would you say about that as a black woman and as a hairdresser? Um, accurate. Like, yeah. I would say it's 100% accurate. Wow. Um, just... So I kind of think about it like this, even though it may sound a little grim and pragmatic. Uh-huh. Like I, there's an industry around this. I have a job yeah. because people want to look good. Right. You right. Know? And it's a billion dollar oh, industry. It is. It is. So yeah. So we know that I, that's a, that's something that women desire big time. Yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, with many black women, I think there's still that um, we still feel that we have to fight with our natural hair texture in order to be presentable. This is related closely to what um, I just asked you and acceptable in the workplace. Um, first of all, what do you think about that statement? And then how do we address this issue as women of color um, with this, this fight with our hair? Um, it, so I think it runs a lot deeper than yeah. any of us really want to admit. I know. And especially coming off of mm. what happened in the summer yeah. with all of this talk of white supremacy and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it applies here because yeah. on realistically, yeah. as so speaking for... Yeah. And as a black woman, right. how many times have we heard, oh, your hair is nappy, oh, you get them BBs, yes, and yes. all of this negative talk yes, from, yes. you know, women or people around you that you love, like yeah. it could have been your mom, your yeah. grandma. Oh, yeah, this is true, this is true. said something wild, yeah. and all of that is seated yeah. in, yeah. you know, trying to look as closely to a European yeah. standard. Absolutely. centric Yes. Sands of the straighter hair, yeah, yeah. you know, quote unquote laid edges, yes. the really, really smooth appearances. Yes. And even in the past years and the U.S. government, yeah. where I want to say it was 2018 that California passed a law that it was illegal yeah. to discriminate against the way that someone's hair I know. out of bed. It's crazy that we had to talk about that. That had to be legislated. You know what I mean? That is legislated, correct? Yes. So it's like, yeah. There's so a lot of work. Yeah, there is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. To unmantle, yes, you know. yes, yes, that's right. This mask, I mean, and the work is 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 on several fronts. It's on several. Uh, it's it's layered. I mean, first of all, for us as women of color, uh, and and for and for and 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 for people of color in general, African Americans in general, we have to deal with our own insecurities about it. But and then and then we and then. Uh, as you mentioned, and I actually did a show about this several months ago, then we can, then we have to hit, you know, the, what society thinks about it. Then we've got to deal with what society thinks about it. But I think so much of it first starts with us coming to terms with it ourselves, which, which I'm going to, I'm going to skip around. I gave you some questions, but I'm going to, but I think this next question <laughs> segues better. Uh, this question segues better into my next question. I know a lot of African women, African American women, Angelia, um, who consider themselves to be very Afrocentric. I mean, they're in the, you know, the Afrocentric sororities, they go to HBCUs, they, you know, um, they're trying to raise their daughters, their children with, you know, they're in, you know, they're members of the NAACP, but yet um, it's not necessarily reflected in the choices that they make about the hair, which is what you were talking about a minute ago. Uh, many women still associate straight hair with being beautiful. So just continuing to talk about how do we, what do we need to do to combat these kinds of attitudes? What practical, and, 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 and you know, we can think about this together. We can flush this out together because I honestly don't have all the answers. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, as Not just as a hairdresser, but as a, as a black woman, what kinds of things do we need to do to address these kinds of attitudes in our community? I know it's, it's deep. It's like you said. It's it goes deep. It is a big. It 
mm-hmm. it, it has to start from somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, my doctor always tells me, you know, uh, the best way to eat an elephant yeah. is one bite at a time. That's right. That's right. It's big, but you got to start somewhere. And I think, I think that's a real word of wisdom. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. it has to start with us. Yes. Because on the other side of it, anybody outside of the scope of our yes. very unique yes. and distinct problem just can't understand they like, can't. the fact that so my hair is 100% natural there's right. no chemicals there's no color right. and I tend to wear it yes. in a front yes. the fact that that is can be seen as a form of rebellion I know I know wear my hair yeah yeah and yeah. grows out of my scalp right and it's seen as like yeah yeah even for some and this is more on the, yeah. on the extreme end as being like aggressive yes. to wear my natural hair yes, when yes. on the flip side our our other counterparts yeah. can literally wear their hair Whatever. as it grows from the scalp yeah. and it's just deemed acceptable. Right. It's it's normal. That's the norm. Yeah, it's it's not only just acceptable, that is the norm and I think that's the norm we've forever been trying to reach. Um, and so, yeah, you're right about that because I wear my hair naturally as well. And so, yeah, I think, I think part of it is is us saying to ourselves, this is good. We are good. This is not a bad thing. Um, and standing up for ourselves and, 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 and encouraging our daughters, our sisters, um, you know, our mothers, not necessarily so much, you know, because they're from a different generation. And some some of the mothers are, might be on board, but I know I have a very good friend. We're close in age. I'm 55. She's a little bit older than me. She wears her hair in twists. And her mother told her a while back, why don't you take that hair, those twists out? They look awful on you. Uh, you know, you look like, you know, something, you know, that just got off the boat. Something to that effect, she said. Um, so sometimes our mothers, you know, who, and you know, and my mother's in her 80s. Uh, and, and so was my friend's mother. They come from a different time. Uh, but I think it's time for us to change the script uh, and reclaim um, what's ours. You know what I mean? Exactly. And to take that one step further. Yeah. Um, we have to stop the negative self-talk about yes. ourselves. Yes. Like even to where, cause there, there's a clear distinction between like uh-huh. natural hair that's acceptable yeah. and natural hair that's unacceptable. Right. It has to be some sort of manipulation, yeah. uh, working the hair yeah. so that the curl is really polished uh, and this and versus wow. yeah. just, just yeah. letting it go. Yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to let some of that go because that is still rooted in a Eurocentric standard of yes 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 that's right that's exactly right so i love that um and like you said and and it does start with the negative self-talk those tapes that that we inherited from our our our, you know former people um and 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 i think you have to but i think having conversations like this too is very helpful i think it i think bringing awareness to the fact that hey this is an issue uh, and having and 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 being able to openly say, yeah, I I struggle with this, um, and I but I want to do the next thing. I think that this is a part of the healing process for us, don't you think? I would agree. So, 
Because it's like if you're not aware that, yeah. you know, it's okay right. to just have your hair yes. be. Right. Like, you don't have to do a million and one things to it. It could literally just be. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's and beautiful, think, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think changing the standards for beauty, you know what I mean? Right. Definitely, definitely. Now, I want to swing back to just the actual hair itself and, you know, and, and, and what to do to take care of it. What kind of things can be done to protect the hair and the scalp from harsh chemicals? Um, yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh. The response is, don't do harsh chemicals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like, right, right. And that, and but I, and I, but I'm thinking that, um, you know, I, I know realistically that there are women out there that are still going to do harsh chemicals. So I'm just wondering, what do you say to those women who are not there yet? They're, they, they haven't begun that journey, or they're just now on the journey, you know, starting the journey, but they're still using those things. What would, how do you address that? What do you say to those women? How do you protect? How do you help them protect their hair? So, and I said this in um, the first yeah. uh, podcast that we did, yes. and I'll repeat it here. Um, yeah. Go to a professional for yes. your harsh chemicals. Yeah. Because some of these chemicals, so for instance, uh -huh. uh, laxers, the uh -huh. chemical component in relaxers is sodium hydroxide. Right. Sodium hydroxide on its own can melt a can. Oh, jeez. Oh, my it goodness. Can, can. Like, and I know, and I know if you've ever gotten a relaxer yeah. for any period of time, yeah. you have a story about it burning. Yes. Whether you have scabs on your yes. forehead, yes. ears. Yes. Like, that is a strong chemical, and yeah. you should have a professional who understands yes. the chemistry of that handle that. Right. So, yes. Just, right. I know it can be expensive. Yes. yes. I understand that. Yes. But there are plenty of styluses yeah. with great talents on a scale, on a price scale that can fit the budget, even schools. Yes, Beauty that's true. Schools, that's true. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> do a better job than yeah. professionals because yeah. even though they may still be learning all the aspects of the craft, yeah. um, they usually have a licensed uh, yeah. hairstylist, licensed teacher uh -huh. that's supervising them, and they just care. Right, like, right. They want to get it right. They want to get it right. Yes, yes, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a great option. Yes, like harsh chemicals, leave it for yes. professionals. So that's really your recommendation. Don't even mess yes. with it. So the little kits that we buy at the drugstore, you don't recommend that? No, because on a lot of the times, mm -hmm. you may not be aware of yeah. what one chemical makeup of one kit is to another. Because uh -oh. there's, there's two different... Mm -hmm. uh, like chemical compounds that can be used in like hair relaxers and texturizers. Yeah. One is steam hydroxide, the other one is lye. Yeah. They react well together. Oh my so God. if you were to get a kit, like your first kit is yeah. mm -hmm. a lye based right. uh, relaxer. Yeah. And then, you know, three months later or however long, you know, oh, you right. go for your ups, you get a sodium a sodium oh, hydroxide based one. Yes. You are setting yourself up for a disaster. Oh my goodness. They're both relaxers. Right, but they're different they're different compounds. Exactly. Oh so my goodness. Professional. Wow. So leave it to the professional. And I know you mentioned this uh, on the first show that we did. Um, you talked about a relaxer and then some people go ahead and they try to do the hair color thing. 
Mm-hmm. Which is a whole nother set of chemicals, right? Woo! Yeah, <laughs> she said woo. And so putting that all together, mixing all of that together, that could be, sounds like a recipe for disaster as well. Absolutely. You can end up with, I mean, just damaging the follicle of the hair itself, and then now you don't have hair. Oh, my God. Or you have a very rare case of, like, alopecia. The hair has fallen out. I mean, there's so many, like, mishaps can happen. Wow, wow. Yeah, so leave it, your biggest advice with chemicals is leave it to the professionals. And I guess I'd want to, I want to sort of end with this. If you had a chance to talk to um, the young lady, um, Tessica Brown, um, what what would you say to her at this point? Um, you know, just as a, as a black woman and as a, as a professional, I, I know she got um, she she was able to get you know the help she needed, um, but she waited. I believe it was it waited a month before she actually went ahead and got the help because she was so um, embarrassed about the whole thing. But what would you say to her? Um, at this point now, yeah, yeah at this point now, like, Tessica, you're beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah, you're beautiful, and I understand that our hair is important to us, but you don't have to go to these extremes to be presentable to quote unquote others. We're going to regard you in a negative light. It's okay. Wow. You're beautiful. Just be you, be great. It's okay to love your hair and want to style your hair because that's a real joy for us. Yeah. A lot of women. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For a lot of women, but you're beautiful. Wow. I love that message, Angela. I think that is a message of healing and hope, not just for Tessica, but for so many of us. I think that that message can be applied to so many of us. And I think, um, I just, I appreciate you sharing that word of grace. And I, and I think that's what the article you shared talked about, um, that we just have so little grace for black women. Um, you know, and that, you know, and, and I, and so I, I, I'm so glad you, um, you ended on a gracious remark. We need to be gracious to ourselves, forgiving of ourselves. And, and because, um, unfortunately we live in a society that doesn't offer blacks in general. And, and in this case, black women in particular, we don't give them the same, we don't give, we don't give black women the the breathing space that we would give a white woman or a white person. Do you? You know, do you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she got so much, she got slammed um, by, by um, you know, um, everybody. everybody. Yeah, by everybody. It was just a really disappointing, like, initially you're just like, girl, yeah. what are you doing, right. girl? Right. And then having, like, I had to mm-hmm. count my own biases. Yes, exactly. I basically wanted to... Girl, you should know better. Right, and I said the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, for me, so the reason why I knew that Mm. you can't eat Gorilla Glue on your skin outside of what the label says, because who is honestly reading a lot of these labels? Exactly, exactly. Let's be honest. Yes. Let's be honest. Nobody's really reading that. No, no, no. Right, all that fine print. No, yeah. Right. So the only reason why I personally knew that mm-hmm. Gorilla Glue is not to be used on your person mm-hmm. is because as a kid, my mom has always been a crafter. She oh. 
always crafted. That's her hobby. Uh-huh. So there's always some sort of adhesives uh-huh. and tape stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember as a kid accidentally gluing my fingers oh together. Oh, my God. Not thinking that. Yeah. No, this is some real deal holy fuel of oh, Yes, yes. And learning the hard way that this is not to be played with. Not at and all. days for that glue to come off. Oh, my goodness. So even though the glue was in her house, yes. I kind of begged to question, yes. did she have real experience with this adhesive to know? Right. This is this dangerous. Is this is dangerous. Yes, this is dangerous. And so, and the, but the fact that she felt so desperate, compelled to, compelled to do this, speaks to a deeper problem as we have, you know, talked about earlier, that that need to just, like you said, um, be accepted and look good so that you will be accepted, look good enough to be accepted. You know, uh, and I just think that that's such a, a deeper, it, it's, it's, it was so much more than just the Gorilla Glue. And I think, like you said, on face value, we were all like, come on, why didn't you know better? But as I began to read the story and read um, just editorials and just commentaries on, uh, and get behind the scenes a little, I realized this poor woman, um, like so many of us, felt like she had to do it. Um, and so I, I think a message of grace and uh, to her and to other women who are listening just to say, you know what, it's okay. We don't have to have these perfect little laid edges in order to be, ex- I mean, I know the, some people think you do, but you don't. Um, right. And the fact that she would, she <sighs> rather have put yeah. an adhesive yeah. so strong on her hair yeah. Then to leave it with her natural texture and curl oh, I know. should speak to yes. like how severe this is. Yes. She would rather like yeah. go to the extreme of all of these products than to just have yes. her natural texture yeah. be exposed. Yeah, that's quite something. That is like, that that let's is let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, unpack that and, and like you said, think about that for a minute, because that's deep. Uh, and I don't think how I don't think we recognize just how how deep and and I'm gonna say it that that um you know we we've talked about racism in a lot of different I've talked about it on uh, in other episodes but how that 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 has affected even the way we think about our hair and our bodies yes. it's crazy uh, and so these are the kinds of things that I think we have to delve more into and unpack. Uh, so that we can release the hold that it has on us. Um, in this case, literally, the hold it had on our hair. Um, so so I, I think that'll preach, girl. You, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that I uh, had a chance to unpack a little bit of this. I think this is a very important subject um, for us to listen to as women and for and women in general, not just black women, uh, although I'm speaking specifically about this issue to black women, but, but women, I think in, in general, we have it, we have this thing of we've got to, you know, we've got to look good to be accepted. Uh, and I don't know whether men, uh, have it to that same degree. You know what I mean? I don't know whether they feel the pressure to the degree that we women feel it to. What do you think about that? Listen, you'd like to get me started. (laughs) I feel like, so I'm not a black man, obviously, but I feel like there are some society pressures, but granted, being a man in this society gives you a little extra leeway. It does. It does for women, black women, 
specifically. Yeah. So I do know that there is there is a pressure on men to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Have crispy haircuts. Yeah. And, uh-huh. You know, latest clothes and style uh-huh. and uh-huh. shoes. Um, but I feel like even that comes from a distorted viewpoint of self love oh, and yeah. self yeah. and self worth, and then the pressure that is then turned around and placed back on us as black women. Yeah. It kind of commodifies itself and grows longer than what it should or what it needs to be. Because I think that even though there is definitely pressure on men to look a certain way, look good, um, I do think that we expect more from women. women. I think that if you were to see, you know, a heavier, a heavy set man versus a heavy set woman, I think the woman gets more of the, um, the backlash or, you know, than a man would, you know, um, how many times have we seen, you know, you know, this really nice looking woman hanging on the arm of maybe, you know, an average kind of man. It's like, you know, um, but it's just one of those things where they, you know, it's, certain things are more it's more acceptable for them and not as acceptable for us so that's another topic but I do love the fact that you know um, that we need to give grace to each other and so I think that's the perfect uh, thing to end on I just want to Take a second to thank you for um, for being a, coming back on the show and being a guest. It's always a, a pleasure to talk to you. You've helped me think about things and unpack some things. And I know that the people who are listening uh, to the information you shared um, are going to be uh, helped and inspired and hopefully encouraged uh, to do better. Like Maya Angelou said, when you know better, do better. You know what I mean? Right. Amen. Now, to my listeners, if you haven't done so already, I do want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. I'm going to include some helpful resources um, at the bottom of the show page for this episode. Uh, So don't forget to scroll down to the bottom of the page and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page. Become a friend, uh, ask your questions, and leave your comments because we Well, that's it for today's show, but God bless, and we will see you next time on Working Home.